0: Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have artist, rapper, actor, and entrepreneur, Tip T.I. Harris, who is starring in the new psychological thriller, Fear, which is out Friday, January 26th. Coming up, I'll talk to Tip about how he got his start in rapping, what's it been like transitioning to acting, and even stand-up comedy, and also his thoughts about the origin of trap music up next ti let's go hi i'm jalen rose and welcome to the renaissance man podcast proudly presented by the new york post a show where we cover trends in fashion entertainment current events and everything in between this week's theme is never stop learning many of you who follow my career know i founded the jalen rose leadership academy and how important education is to me i want to remind you though that no matter what stage of life that you're at you should always continue to be a student and i don't necessarily mean to say get every degree that exists because frankly College isn't for everybody. I mean, always be a student of your craft. Be a student of someone you admire. Like I did growing up with Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas, Muhammad Ali, and many more. I've spoken to so many talented, successful people on this very show. Some of them actors, musicians, athletes all walks of life and each of them usually have one thing in common they never stop learning from their peers black adam actor Aldous hodge told me he's a student of Dwayne the rock johnson my good friend and wellness leader debbie brown said deepak chopra is still teaching her how to be a better healer i am also learning for those around me every day I want that for you too my next guest became a multi-hyphenate because he is an eternal student and one of the greatest rappers of all time who by the way isn't afraid to speak his mind coming up I'll talk to T.I. about his top five rappers turned actors what is it like filming a new movie Fear and what advice he has for those prepare to search and find their own success. Up next, Ti. He's the king of the south, actor, reality TV star, entrepreneur. Restaurant tour, podcast host, and philanthropist, who played a major part in the history of trap music and transcended regional confines while still repping Bankhead to the fullest. <laughs> now he's starring in the psychological thriller movie *Fear*, which is about a weekend vacation that turns sinister. And you can see how he's dressed. When a group of friends must confront their worst fears one by one. It is my honor to welcome the legendary, iconic, tip, T.I.P. Harris to the
1: renaissance, man. What up, though, family? Hey, man, listen, bro. I appreciate you for having me. I really need you to come with me to do that introduction (laughs) everywhere (laughs) I go. You could just... Before I walk in the room, if I could just get you to go in, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. You deserve I didn't that. I not need a drum roll or nothing. You hear me? No doubt,
0: family. I got you, Rubber Band, man. And as you know, I know your history, and I'm a huge fan and consider you family. But I got to ask you questions like sure. my audience doesn't know. So I have to ask. You're not only one of the greatest lyricists in the game, uh-huh. but I want to ask you, when did you realize at around 9 years of age give me a snapshot of that period of your life and what it was like for you growing up in Bankhead
1: um man i was a a very uh how can i say mischievous young man i was <laughs> you know i was moving around in everything but i was just, i was always smart you know i was the kid that went to public school Grove Park Elementary on Bankhead and um i was always one of the kids that would finish the work like early. I finished work before everybody else. I wasn't being properly challenged in school. So I, of course I act out. And, mm-hmm. um, as a youngster, man, I learned very quick being one of the smallest in the class, one of, you know, light skin and, you know, I guess baby face, mm-hmm. well-dressed. And when the teacher called on me, I could read fluently, you know what I mean? And so I got a lot of side eye, you know, a lot of cats, you know, I guess they 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 saw that as you know, I guess I don't want to say weakness, but vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned early, man. I could either pretend to not be so smart, or I could show the cats getting in trouble that even though I'm smart, I can get it just as much trouble to them. And I chose the latter. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so. uh I got in a lot of trouble, but I always maintained good grades uh, probably probably until my uncle went to prison. One thing I always appreciated
0: about you is not only your talent, but your transparency. And that's, for me, what makes you a young legend in a lot of ways. So as you discovered the streets and started to find yourself making decisions that could put you in harm of the law, Hmm. At what point in your life in your career did you decide that rap music could be my way out?
1: Uh I must admit to you, bro. Uh I started rapping first. You know what I mean? I'm I'm from you know, I'm from Bankhead and you know, my, my grandmama and all my family have been based there all my life. Uh, but I started rapping like in second, third grade, you know. Mm-hmm just writing raps to challenge myself. My uncle told me if I got in trouble again that week, he was going to kick my ass. So I knew that after I finished my work, it was a test we were taking. After I finished my test, I had to occupy my time. That uh, made me challenge myself to write a rap before everybody else was done, and I did. After I did it, I kicked it at the cafeteria table. You know what I mean? Everybody went crazy. Didn't believe I wrote it. Said, we'll do another So overnight, i write another rap, you know what I'm saying? You know, do it again. So then I did it again on the playground. Folk went crazy. And that's when I found out this is my thing. You dig? Uh, that when I found out this is what I can do, you know what I'm saying, And not many people can do it. at least not do it as well as me.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, but at the time, I really thought I had to grow up, like be a grown-up before I pursued it. I didn't understand until Crisscross Cross came out. Mm-hmm. And I could do this now. You feel me, uh, and and you know right around the time when Chris Cross came out, you know I was again running the streets, not running the streets selling no dope, nothing like that. I was still selling candy in school for the most part. Um, that was like you know my little hustle when I was nine, eight, nine, ten years old. I go to Sound Warehouse, give me a bunch of give me a bunch of candy, sell it in school, and so you know that's how I kind of that's my first experience with entrepreneurship. um and uh, when Krip Krip came out, they let me know, you know, I could start now. Then I started trying to find a studio, doing demos and so on and so forth. That didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. a few years of that, that didn't work. I got frustrated. And and naturally, you know, I saw people like Master P, you know, and came at other people who were kind of taking matters in their own hand, not waiting on no record label. That mm-hmm. one I kind of like, Show, okay, well, let me just dive in. I'm going to do dive in the streets and started, you know, around f- out here. And, you know, that's when that part of my life began.
0: So as an inspiration, I have to ask you, because it sounds like we come from the era, and I'm glad you alluded to it, is that the hustler spirit is who we are. Sure. And whether it's you writing raps, doing your work in school, or selling candy, like, you're going to find a way to be successful. So can you channel that and highlight that for the young people out there that sometimes they get discouraged? They don't have money right now. They have to wait for their goals and dreams to come true. And it takes time Mm. for your dreams to actually happen. So can you provide inspiration of what it was like for you during that period of time when you knew that you wanted to rap because you were writing rhymes early, But at the same time, I got to sell this candy. I got to do whatever I got to do to survive right now.
1: Um, I think, man, one of the best things I did early was find my passion to understand what it was I wanted to do soon. You know what I mean? I ain't really have a lot of time where I was just, like, oblivious. Like, you know, I'm just moving without a purpose. Uh, I always knew what I wanted to do. Even when it was the wrong thing that I wanted to do. I always knew what I wanted to do, right? Uh... And I think everybody out there got they have something that they can offer the world that can't nobody offer like them or, or as good as them. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you find what that thing is, that's 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 when your purpose becomes your passion. And then, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the dots begin to connect. Things start taking off for of you. You know what I mean? Um, until then, You just got to be present in the moment. You got to be aware with yourself, you know, aware of yourself uh, and honest with yourself. And and if all it defines to be the money out there, it's going to come. You put yourself in certain positions and you kind of what you do with your day will determine how much money you have when you go to bed at night. You Mm -hmm. know, how you spend your hours. Everybody wake up, got the same time in the day. Some people bullshit most of the day, some people mm-hmm. by business most of the day. <laughs> right. But how you spend them hours is gonna determine what you go home with at night. Um, so I think that just continue to stay focused on being this, learn as much as you can. Learn as much as you can, surround yourself with people who can teach you the things that you need to know. Who were your music
0: idols when you were young?
1: Mm. Well, first off, man, it was LL Cool J. You know, LL Cool J, uh, Rakim, um, man, NWA, Tupac, Snoop, Dre, um, Outkast, Goody Mob, UGK, Eight mm. Ball, M.J.G., mm. uh, 2 Live Crew, mm. you feel Scarface. Uh, you know, it could go with uh, Jay-Z, uh, Biggie. It could go, I could go on and on, you know what I mean? I just was a fan of the, I was a fan of, of the culture. You dig? I just loved it. In, in, I was the kind of kid, anything drop, I'm going to get it. I don't care what it was, even if it sucked. Anything I dropped Fush snickens. I bought <laughs> DOS I bought, you know what I'm saying? Crit uh-huh. ABC, uh-huh. I bought uh, Brand Nubian. Uh-huh. I bought, you know what I mean? I bought everything. Yeah. Everything, Ooh. the entire spectrum. I bought Twister, uh-huh. uh, Common. You know, I just was like, I studied the culture. Um and and, and to be honest with you, I I won't even say nothing sucked because at the time when it dropped. I found something to like about everything, no doubt, just yeah, because I was on the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying i just I found something to like and appreciate about everything I might didn't like listen to the entire tape, but I found me a song or two, and I you know and I'd appreciate it, and that I guess experience opening me up into you know just into the creative space just made me want it even more. And, and I just I always just imagine what it would be like for me when I made it there. You know, how I handled my time when I got there.
0: You've always been a student of the craft. And one of the compliments that I like to pay to you, and in sports, I said this about Allen Iverson. Now I say this about John ja Morant. Mm. You sound older than you are. because your experience and your wisdom seems to precede your words and so at what moment did you feel you had what it take to make it in the music and the entertainment industry
1: probably when i saw that crisscross video when i heard about abc you know when i knew it was other cats my age competing on a professional level i felt like i could get in the mix I mean, I just didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know how to get there. I had no relationships. I had the resources that I needed. Um, but I always felt like I had with it, too. But also,
0: you're not just somebody that raps into a microphone. You also an actor. Mm. So I have to ask you, when did you know that not only rhyming, but acting is something I
1: could do? Man, it's, I, I knew, I always knew it was something I wanted to do, but I didn't know it was something that I could do until ATL came out. You know what I'm saying? I really, I was taking a shot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and at first, I didn't really take the opportunity very seriously, man, um, Till I almost got fired. I almost got fired, like, got fired like, <laughs> like on the <laughs> third day. And I had a talk with Creed Robinson and Charlie Mack, and they were just like, yo, this is a huge opportunity for us you a first time actor as the star of this film um there's a lot of other first time actors and I'm a first, Chris would say I'm a first time director like we depending on you you know but I was like in my head man I was already straight I, you know <laughs> I, and it was a lot of discipline that was required for me to kind of focus and kind of zero in on the on the opportunity um but after they kind of you know put it on me as being you know kind of like the 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 captain of the team, if you will
0: mm-hmm.
1: I took more i took it ser- i took it more serious and and uh I just felt more responsible for the outcome of all these people who was involved, you know what i mean and then I started to really care about it. I started to focus more. I started to prepare myself for my scenes. I started to care about being there on time. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other stuff that I was not doing before I almost got fired. And the outcome, I saw the outcome. You know what I mean? And the outcome was was they weren't expecting that film to be good. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. They they was like, no, "We'll write this out because Will Smith is a part of it. We'll go ahead and go with it." But mm-hmm. we ain't expecting much. I think I heard that they weren't expecting, but eight million dollars total Ooh. to come back from that movie. We did like fourteen million the first week, um, and, and it, it it did a lot for Atlanta. It did a lot for the generation. It did a lot for the other actors and actresses that was involved. It did a lot for, you know, it did a lot for the, like, I mean, I just feel like, and it did a lot for my music career. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yes. Putting me on the big screen and, and and marketing my album came with a movie that had the, the, the P&A uh, budget from Warner Brothers mm-hmm. to go along with the P&A budget from Atlantic Records it kind of like you know it made for it made for the perfect storm and you know since then we ain't really looked back